Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hockey talk. Hockey talk. Hockey talk. Not the NBA. It's the NHL. It's hockey. Christian Fourier, hockey insider. None of these guys in Boston sports talk radio go to the games. Let the adults talk hockey, Wiggy. You sit over there. Sure, old-time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah. Yeah. They always go out and find a kid who's really good to join the team. We need a ringer. We need a Canadian. That's why I played hockey, because, yeah, you either play hockey or you have to go hunt bear. All right, it's hockey talk. All right, so we're going to stuff as much hockey talk as we can in the next uh, 13, 14 minutes, okay, Razor? So we're going to pepper you with questions. If you want to ask a hockey question, this is your chance because I can guarantee you I will not be doing it again for a long period of time. (laughs) 617-779-7937. Doesn't matter what it is. Uh, stupid questions are just as good as... Uh, Can I start? Can I start? Yeah, absolutely. Go first. All right, let's start with the big one. Bergeron and Krejci. Where are you with these two guys? I kind of feel like they're both out. Uh, that was certainly, at the end, watching Game 7, um, the, the the few weeks after, I, I keep getting I getting the sense. Just, just feeling, as a former player, where those guys are at in their mm-hmm. careers... The season will never be more fun than what they just had um, coming off of that, even though they lost in the first round. It's a lot to come back and a lot to get ready for, and and my sense was that they were both out. Now, the longer this goes, uh, the closer we get to July 1 and hearing nothing from Patrice, I think it's a good thing for him coming back. Um, because if the, if he isn't coming back, they really have to make a lot of hay here. Let me next. ask. Let me ask you this, because I know like timeline for baseball players, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you know, you give yourself a month, you get back into the gym for a month, month and a half, and then all of a sudden January one clicks, and it's like six weeks intense getting ready for camp. Usually, at some point in January, after a couple of weeks of the intense stuff, if you're an older player, 
you look at it and say, I can't do this anymore. So as far as hockey offseason goes, what is the timeline to where a guy of Bergeron's age starts ramping it up to where he wakes up one morning, looks at his wife and says, I don't think I want to do it anymore. It's right about now, especially. Yeah, so that's especially why you wait, right? Kind of correct. If you're out, if you're out in the middle of April, like the Bruins were, end of April, you take a couple weeks, and then you just start getting back into the routine. You get back in the bike. There's a few guys skating at war. They get on the ice, but it's it's not intense. Right before right middle of June, right now, you have a couple weeks where you you crank it. Yep. And then you take a bit of a break over the holiday. That first week of July is usually off for everybody, and then it's go time. But that's like the same idea as an old guy, middle of June, you're looking around the gym and there's a bunch of young kids that are mid-season already that have been going for a month that have really ramped up and you got to try and keep up. And it's usually now on top of all the decisions that have to get made for these teams July 1st, which is essentially June 20th, is you 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 have to be honest with yourself and with the group to allow that to continue. So so it, it is right around now where as an older guy, you're saying, wow, I've got three months of this, and then I have a full 82-game season. I don't know if I can pull this off yeah. and keep up. So we're talking Hockey Talk, 617-779-7937. Get your questions in. Get them in quick. Let's go to Greg on the, off that uh, Bergeron question. Let's go to Greg in Keene, New Hampshire. Greg, you're on, with, you're on Hockey Talk with Razor. Morning, guys. Hey, I don't know why Christian doesn't answer this hockey question, but Razor, Inside. if uh, Bergeron does retire, who's the – top free agent center that the Bruins might target. Thank you. All right. I like Greg. And Greg, I'm not answering because it's hockey talk with Razor. Not hockey talk with me. You could answer it, though. I mean, I, of course, you but I, 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 I will defer. Right I would defer to my guy here. So, the issue is not really anybody in free agency that you're going to get or consign right now. There, There's guys like Ryan O'Reilly, Patrick Kane's injured. Um, Tyler Bertuzzi is one of the biggest free agents up front there's just not a free agency in the nhl is much different now it's it's not even like the nfl with with the cap they lock up their young guys like david pasternak Mm -hmm. they don't go to free agency there's so there's no and if there was a centerman let's say on free agency there's five other teams that are going to give that guy seven eight million bruins can't afford seven eight million dollars right now so if he doesn't come back you're looking at making a deal making a trade or as well as bumping up Zach onto the top line, moving players around, hoping a little bit of some some youth comes up from the bottom and helps Charlie Coyle elevate Zach, elevate etc. So, but there's to answer the question directly, there is no centerman in free agency that if Bergeron says he's not playing tomorrow, anybody that, in the system that they're going to sign for eight the, years. The kid they love, the, the stud they has, he's a wing though, right? He's a wing. They've got they've got Lizell, is that his name? Yeah, Lizell can play center, but he's he's not gonna jump into top six still. He's yeah. only nineteen, twenty years old. He just played first year pro over in North America. Like he's not listen, that's the thing too, right? Like everybody goes, Oh, the young guys on these certain teams that after the top ten, let's just say like and and that's even a stretch, but after those top ten picks Everybody else takes two, three years to really develop yeah. and get to a point where they can be top six forwards. Like, look at a guy like Brad Marchand. He was on the third, fourth lines for five, six years, developing his game, figuring out how to play. So, so again, there isn't anybody that they're signing for seven or eight million dollars this year. Uh, so, so if you're looking at a center replacement, they they have to go to the trade market and, and try and finagle something. Okay, so uh, the buyout market, real quickly. So. Just explain what the buyout, buyout market is as it relates to, obviously, the NHL and the Bruins, and who are a couple candidates for that buyout? 
So the the one the one main cat candidate I would be, would probably be Mike Riley. He's an NHL hockey player. The Bruins don't have room for him. He's only got one year left on the deal. So so do they just flat out just say, uh, hey, we don't want to pay your salary. We don't want we want the roster spot. Uh, if you're making two point five million dollars, we're just going to give you that cash. Go have a great time. Sign with anybody. No restrictions. No, yeah, it would be it would be no restrictions on his end. So how it works and why they the team save money. Let's say it's a million dollar contract. You buy them out, you have to pay two thirds of that, so six sixty six, but it's over two years. So essentially, the cap hit, if it was a million dollar player, would be a million bucks, would go to three hundred and thirty three thousand. Or in Mike Riley's situation, he's a three million dollar player, it would then be a one million dollar cap hit. So you're still getting hit with a cap hit, and it's also extended an extra year because it's split up over two years. So you don't see a lot of buyouts, especially with big deals. Because now it's you get expensive. hammered with the salary cap yeah. two, three years down the line. Teams don't want to be put in that position. Dead money. It's it's just it's dead money. Mm-hmm. So can we throw another one at him? Yeah, go ahead. Goalies. So Swayman obviously restricted. He's going to be wanting big money. We know Omar Vesna winner. Swayman's a young player. Last year you had them both. It was nice. This year you can't. Right? You can't. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like they're going to be able to with. If Swayman makes a lot of money, which he 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 deserves, he has arbitration rights. So that's that. It's not just restricted free agency. It's it's restricted free agency. But he can go to they go to the lawyer and and, and they'll decide how much money he makes. And at that point, you're in a really tough position because then you're in offer sheet territory where other teams can pick you. So they're they're. And also, I think, too, like we saw, yeah, it's great having two amazing goaltenders, but it also makes decisions much more sure. difficult come playoff time. And, and you get into this debate. And so it's it's one of their valves that they have to create space for a guy like Tyler Bertuzzi or someone that they want to sign. It's it's probably most prevalent trade opportunity is in goal. Um, and what that looks like, I'm not sure. I don't think... I'm not picking one or the other to get rid of. I think it comes down to what assets can you get back? Can you get a centerman back out of one of these guys that that's up and coming? It's there's a lot of work to be done. Well, that's what we talk about. Bergeron creates you the future. You mentioned that centerman, right? Zaka moves up to two. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, if he goes to one, okay, whatever. But first line. But you got to. Be- I would think that Swayman being younger would be more of an asset. You get more in return. But you are talking about a Vesna Trophy winner that. Maybe in the playoffs didn't play like it, but it just comes down to that, right? Which one's more valuable? Which one I can get a player back that we need to fill a hole? Correct. And, and you, if you, the way you think about it, maybe a Swayman might be really interesting to a team that's middle, like a Buffalo or Detroit, that hasn't really got to the point where they're winning Stanley Cups, where an Olmark could be an Edmonton Oiler type guy, where yep. they're ready to win next year. The guy just won the Vesna. We're going to get, and he's got two years, right? Like he, you know what Olmark's getting this year and the season after that. So the both goaltenders are massive assets, and, and I think that's the only reason why we're talking about it because throughout the rest of the lineup, there's not much, and they have to fill the cupboard. Well, that's uh, the most important position uh, in sport. Of course. Oh, uh, what, what, yeah. uh, what would that be? Go to kicker? Oh, <laughs> kicker. Uh, okay, let's go to Dan. Dan is in the car. Hockey talk with Razor. Hey, hey how are you? What's hey, up? Hey, how are you? Good, good. Um, I'm kind of tired of hearing how the Bruins are always the more talented team, yet they lose. I mean, talent may win you a skills competition, but in the playoffs, there's a lot more pressure. There's a lot more toughness and hitting. And, um, I mean, look at what happened with St. Louis, right? Ryan O'Reilly, I think it's Ryan O'Reilly, completely shut Bergeron down. 
and they were knocking them all over the place. I remember they threw them over the boards like it was roller derby going over the rail. And Florida basically gave them very hard forecheck and a lot of hitting toughness, and they didn't respond, and they couldn't take it. Mm. I mean, why did no one come back at Matt Kachuk as Matt Kachuk came at the Bruins? All right, thanks, Dan. All right, Razor, I mean, so the Bruins are a big bunch of softies. <laughs> They're just a big bunch of softies. They good. couldn't handle tough uh, coaching. Not... You saw what Cassidy did to them. They turned them into a bunch of softies. Not that good. No, it, I, I, don't, I don't know where to go. It's Listen, Florida went on an epic run. They the Bruins had them three one coming home. Like they, you can't. I can't excuse any of that away. I mean, they they should have won. It's 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 frustrating for anyone who watched the Bruins and got invested, especially in the last few weeks of the regular season when they made the deals. Uh, but but that that's not changing. You you still need talent, obviously. I mean, well, look at Las Vegas Golden Knights. Let, let me let talented. me add this to this, okay? Because uh, so the opening, uh, let me see the. Uh, so the 2024 Stanley Cup odds, mm-hmm. okay, uh, the Avalanche opened as title favorites. Oilers, Bruins, Maple Leafs next. So the Avalanche, Lou, plus 800. Oilers, plus 900. Bruins, plus 1,000. I mean, with I, I feel like there's a lot of questions going into next season with a bunch of important players that we just kind of talked about and the whole structure and makeup of your team could drastically change. So I'm assuming this is, you know, the odds makers believing that everyone's staying and they're going to run it back. Well, no, they're running it back. Listen, the odds makers are looking at the fact that they have David Pasternak, who scored 60 goals last season. They have Charlie McAvoy, who is a top five defenseman in the league. They have Hampus Lindholm, who's another top five, seven defenseman in the NHL. So, and then they have a great goaltender, even if they get rid of one of them. If they have both, they're really good. Jake DeBrus, Charlie Coyle, Pavel Zaka. These guys are all coming. This isn't like. I think you've said a, that too before, though. Even like without these guys, there's they still got a really good foundation. Yeah. So this shouldn't be a surprise that they're, you know, predicted to spend, uh, yeah, the, the land where they're at. This isn't a race to the bottom now because of what happened right. last season. And, and listen, I'm I'm not gonna. I really am not gonna do this. But the last four years, the President's Trophy winner lost in the playoffs and then won the Stanley Cup or went to the Stanley Cup the next season. I'm not doing that. I'm not predicting that. I think there's too much. It's just a coincidence that that, that's happened. But but no, this team's really, really good, and it's in a really good place with how it's built because of McAvoy, because of Lindholm. There's still seven more years here. Pasternak's eight years here. Marshy's two years. So they're they're in a good spot. It's just here in the next couple weeks – Money's tight. The COVID smoked the NHL more than any other league. They're still paying back escrow from a few years ago. The salary cap's only going up a million bucks. So these top-heavy teams, like the Bruins, like the Avalanche, like the Leafs, like the Oilers, all these names that we just rattled off who are cup favorites have a lot of work to do here because of what the salary cap is and how they're going to get everybody under the umbrella. I don't know your new clock. Do you have to go to break? Uh, no, go ahead. No, we're, just, we're uh, you know wait what what time is it? Hold him. on, I can I can do another one. Okay, so let's do this. Let's want, break. Let's break now. Let's break away. now. Let's break now because there is a there is another topic uh, I want to ask you guys about. Is about is how much would you be willing to bet on yourself? There's a couple MLB players who signed these crazy predatory contracts with agents, betting on themselves when they were really young. Now that they're making tons of money, they have to pay this unbelievable interest rate on their own skill set. 